Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. I want to know, Jenna, what is happening? And I don't even know what's happening in the stars right now that we've got Taylor Swift, Beyonce on their world tours in their badass power. You've got Adele with a residency in Vegas that she's going back to. And there's just like so many women right now doing things that are unprecedented in like the world stage right now. And Madonna's going on tour too. Madonna. Oh yes. I did hear about that. You know, I think that if you listen to a lot of other um, self-help or spirituality podcasts, people would be like, it's the rise of the feminine and it's like women's time and all this kind of thing. But I almost feel like, especially with characters that are so visible by the whole collective it's like of course they're real people but they also serve as such archetypes for us and so I think the fact that they are successful is obviously their own merit but it's also the fact that we are more okay with seeing people achieve those levels of success being seen bigness do you know what I mean? Because it wouldn't happen to our world if we weren't ready to accept it as reality. So it's like how you've heard before with Roger Bannister running the four minute mile. When he broke that record, then it was like so easy for other people to do it. And obviously because of their own talent, their own skill, their own hard work, that's what makes it them rather than someone else. But also because now we accept it as normal, right? So it's the same with basically anything that's going to get invented in the world is like we if you believe in this eighth dimension where everything that ever is, was, and will be already exists, what draws it down into society is the very existence of enough people that can hold it. Because if, for example, someone invented an airplane 600 years before people were ready to accept it, that person would have gotten, obviously also shot, shot, and killed and whatever. And there was many incidences of people that did things before their time that were more um, maybe subtle than an airplane, but also people would have literally, it would have broken people's understanding of reality so much that it then becomes more jarring than it becomes beneficial. So I think the universe trickles in things at the pace of love because it pushes us enough maybe, but it doesn't also make our whole systems freak out and and our brains melt with thinking that, you know, we are born with certain constants that it needs to be kind of managed at the pace where we can slowly let go and also adapt and welcome in the new at the same time. So, um, you know, us seeing people achieve superhuman things is because now it's less of a shock or a surprise 
than it would have been before. And you can apply that to basically anything new that comes into the world or any new heights that we reach as human beings. The world would not have been ready perhaps for an Elon Musk a hundred years ago. Um, or maybe it was, and maybe it was, you know, uh, somebody else who was playing a key part in the industrial revolution, but he did the specific things that people at the time were ready to accept. And that paved the way for now what, you know, we stand on the shoulders of even the consciousness of a cockroach, right? We're also interconnected. And there's this beautiful line in one of the gene keys that is um, uh, science that is adjacent to human design that basically says that, you know, I guess humility is understanding your part in the whole where you can look up at all the people that will stand on your shoulders and also look down at all the people whose shoulders you are able to stand on and know that exactly the place that you play is the perfect um, position for you and that you are just happy with your position. Um, so I think that's why we're seeing so many people achieve such things that before, you know, breaking all these records and, you know, the stamina that's required and the number of dates and the amount that they're grossing and the level of production and professionalism and all those things, when you put them together, that's when you're like, oh, wow, they're really hitting new levels on every front. And that's what personal excellence is about, right? It's about, okay, can I do 10% more in this area of my life, 10% more in this area, 10% more in this, even if no one's looking, even if no one's watching, because that's how it adds up to some kind of extraordinary contribution to the whole. Yeah. And it's, I like how you say, um, when you're talking about, they're looking at all these areas in which they're excelling, it feels like the focus is really on their level of excellence. Their, the, the respect that they're commanding from lots of people around the world for the, you know, and it's about not just the singing anymore. It feels like they're being respected for the business that they've created. The, like you said, the production quality of what they're bringing to the world. That's the conversation, which I think mm. is almost opening up when you say that you see these people on a massive level showing us what's possible. It's almost that's pushing the bottom from the bottom up for the, for all of us of like what's possible for us. So as people push the ceiling up, our floor mm -hmm. gets higher too, right? And it kind mm -hmm. of pulls all of us up with them. And I think it's opening up like a new, like you said, a new possibility for all of us of like, yeah. oh, how can I sh like actually lean into my areas of excellence in those ways, not just the ways that I've been expected to maybe not just as a woman or just, just basically as whatever your archetype is, whatever your mold or your little area of the world is supposed to look like. It's we're able to sort of stretch that right now. Absolutely. And you know, what's cool, what you said about, it's almost like suction, right? The higher the, the normal standard gets, that just becomes, oh, that's normal. That's expected of me. So then you like already know that you're capable of that because you see everyone else being capable of that. So it's no longer like, oh my God, I really have to make myself and it's going to be so hard. It's like, oh yeah, everyone has amazing production quality. That's just the new standard. That's just the new norm. And you see people do it with more ease because we witness it more and then it becomes easier for you. So that's also brings in the concept of entrainment is the more the path of excellence get paid, gets paved, the easier it is for all of us to jump into that groove even though what we're trying to get people to do with human design is to pave the path of excellence in their own specific unique groove that only they can pave, right? So even if you take Beyonce and Taylor Swift 
um, you know, Coldplay have innovated in that space because they've got these new immersive hearing um, aids for people who are deaf to go to the concert. And they're trying to make their concerts be more um, carbon neutral with like all these incentives they're taking and stuff as well. So maybe that isn't Taylor's area of focus, but that's not to say that Coldplay aren't doing their part to add to the whole. And then they're going to do it so well that other artists are going to be like, oh yeah, we can easily adopt that or make our own version of that because we're seeing that other people are doing it and it's beneficial. So when we push our own edges, other people can jump into it in kind of more beginner ways or easily adaptable ways. And, and, you know, what I think is amazing is when you're driven by that satisfaction of being personally as excellent as you can make yourself be and play with it every day, it, even if regardless of whether it gets noticed or not, you're not doing it for the, for the specific attention on that. It can't help but bleed out of you energetically. So people are picking up on the energy of excellence, even if they don't know, even if they're not, even if you're not Taylor Swift and you have a hundred fans that are like investigators and they're detectives and they're looking into every single detail. It's the energy of that, that draws people to you, that draws opportunities, that draws synchronicities, that helps you rise so quick because you are showing up and you're showing the universe this is me deepening into my specific essence and getting really good at the one job that only has one person that will ever do it. And that's me. Um, so I think that's, and it's so satisfying to be able to just explore that when you realize there is a, an untapped, um, gold mine that only you can mine and to see how gold you can get it. (laughs) You say this all the time where, people always are asking, oh, how do I change the world? Or how do I impact people? Or how do I create a community? All these things. And your answer is usually it's like lean into you. The more individuated you are, like you just said, like you have something that everybody has something that they are able to tap into that literally no one else has access to tapping into. And you tapping into that is what is helping other people um, because you open up the possibility of that existing. And we're, I just I think it's fascinating. It feels like from every direction you look right now, we're seeing that played out in dynamics with all these like public people like Taylor, for example, playing all of her albums. It was purely because she's re-recording them. So it was just the next obvious right step for her. It wasn't like she you know, started this tour saying, oh, I'm going to do this revolutionary thing where I perform all of my albums. It was just the next obvious right step for her. Mm -hmm. And now you see artists like the Jonas Brothers who have now opened up this possibility in their brain of, oh, we can also tour all of our albums rather than doing, they were doing one show a night in New York where they were playing one of their albums a night. And they totally changed their plan for their tour. And they're now performing all of their albums on tour. And it's because somebody leaned into their natural, um, their natural lane, their natural alignment. And now I bet you all these other artists are going to come out of the woodworks and do stuff like this. Because now, like you said, the, the, the first man that ran the, what was it? The one minute mile, the four minute mile. Yeah. One, the four minute mile. Now anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some people who are getting in that person's groove um, or kind of getting in that path that they've downstreamed, 
it will be aligned for some people and it won't be aligned for others. So that's right. also the key is like understanding like, okay, can I take this? What specific areas that this person has pushed and innovated and actually apply to me? Or am I in them for the wrong reasons or whatever? But I think the key thing here is to understand that this, we are, we are equipped as a human race for these kind of people to not be the exception, but we just haven't seen enough people daring to believe that they are extraordinary and genius at things. We haven't lived in that paradigm. We haven't been conditioned that way because a society where everyone is free to be radically creative and open and daring is dangerous to someone who wants everyone to obey them, whoever that has been in history. So you don't have to be, and this is the thing is like, when we think about extraordinary people, we only also think about people who are mega famous or mega wealthy or mega all these things, but you also can be behind the scenes making a lot of impact. You can also be inventing something that changes a lot of people's lives. It's not the only way to be extraordinary is to be a Jennifer Lopez, right? Yeah. It's just that those have been more obvious for us to see and also more obvious for us to accept because we love to idolize people. We love to pedestalize. We love to think that we could never be like them. What we need to realize is that everyday people, we can all be that extraordinary in some different way, shape or form. And those ways, shape or forms, we don't even know what they look like because we're not doing them. Yeah. So this is the possibility that they present is like, they are just level one of what we think being in your genius is. And again, we can stand on those people's shoulders. And you said at the beginning too, that we're almost as a, I think you said as a human race, like we're ready for those levels of achievement. Can you say more about that and how that affects, you know, I mean, you and I sitting in our living rooms working <laughs> like yeah. just on a granular level, on a more of a micro level, not necessarily on a world stage level. Like mm -hmm. how does that affect us? So if you think about someone who's in the public sphere, in the collective psyche, let's say achieving something really big, the maths of it, if you want to get really basic is enough people, lots and lots of people being a teeny bit more ready for it than they were before for it to open that possibility up for one person to just skyrocket, let's say. That's just one way that it can happen. But the most obvious way that it feeds back is that it changes our way of seeing life. Our understanding of how life works is shifted even ever so slightly by witnessing somebody like that, because you will see them and go, wow, um, they thought about the environment when they were doing a tour. So that actually means I can also think about the environment when I take my dogs out for a walk. Okay. You don't have to think that way. That piece of what that person is doing isn't going to necessarily be the piece that everybody notices. And nor is it our job to notice everything and take lessons for everyone and apply them to every area of our life. It's just like, it's naturally what will hit you, what will move you that you see in the outside world that will re-inspire you to do things differently in your life if you're open. And then when your consciousness changes about what you think is available in life, that will also affect what the collective becomes ready for. So it's like you play your small piece, you know, as above, so below, as within, so without. The micro is the macro. When you raise your consciousness, when you raise your, your vision of what's possible about life, then 
you're adding to the pot of readiness for all of the human race to receive something. And in the process, being more selfish, your life is going to be better because you're going to become more efficient. You're going to feel more fulfilled. It's going to work better for you. You're going to cut time. You're going to cut energy. You're going to cut, you're going to become more efficient. For example, your neighborhood, let's say, for example, this, this thing about some eco-friendly more thing about the way you walk your dogs. Maybe someone next to you is going to notice it and do it too. And then your whole neighborhood's going to become cleaner. Or maybe you're going to save yourself time because it's going to be a more efficient way of walking them. Or maybe, I mean, we just don't know and we're not supposed to know always how our actions towards more alignment, more kindness, more consciousness is going to affect life and how that's therefore going to feed back to us. But the goal is not to be able to predict it. The goal is that we love the mystery. We love being surprised. We love seeing how, oh my God, this thing that I did, and it was so simple and banal, but look how magical it all turned out for us. We come for that. So as much as we've been conditioned to think, okay, well, I'll only do A if I get B out of it, and then reverse engineer our actions to basically end up doing the bare minimum to get such a basic result that we think is the best possible result we could even dream of, we got to do it the other way around and just constantly raise our own personal bar and have fun with it. Not in a pressured way, but in a like, look, let me show myself how capable I am. And in doing so, I'm going to fall in love with my own capability and witness it coming out of me and be delighted by that and feel like I can do more um, and be more and raise the standards and bypass what I thought was possible for myself and for my world. And if everyone is doing that, then the amount of people in our collective that we are going to witness doing incredible things that will also feed back to us is just going to be mind-blowing. Like imagine living in a world where there's 200 Beyonce's and a thousand Elon Musk's and a thousand Jeff Bezos's putting their politics and their consciousness and all that kind of stuff aside. But think about how much of a different world that's going to create. And you believe in that's what we're moving into. Yes. 1000%. But it's confusing to our state of mind right now that that's possible because we haven't quite opened up that possibility yet like we sometimes do you think sometimes mm -hmm. we still look at it elon musk and we say oh he's one in a million i could never be that a hundred percent and it's only because we just haven't built up enough evidence in our collective conscious and awareness and because what we're departing from is so radically different to that reality that, listen, it's important to acknowledge along the way that to have faith in something completely new and amazing takes a lot of work. So it's not that you're just supposed to believe. It's like you have to constantly believe in the unseen more than in the seen. And that is the, that is the fuel and the faith that is going to drive the unseen to become real. But also, yes, okay, we're going to be reaching higher heights than we ever have before, but that's all humanity has ever done is reached higher heights than ever has before. Anyone who's ever changed the world has had to have faith in something different, has had to be slightly crazy or on the spectrum or whatever else you get called, a little bit off center, right? In order to dare to create something that wasn't the status quo. And so really human design, because it is the process of dehomogenization is to say, just because everyone is being told to be like this, or just because I think this is quote unquote, how life works. And I just need to fit into these molds. 
even if I can't reimagine the mold, even if I don't know how it's going to look, can I pay attention to the nudges inside me, the urges inside me, the feelings inside me that tell me, okay, well, maybe it's just a tiny bit left to where you were going before and just see if you can go there and just play there. You can always go back because you're not going that far. The first step, you're never really going that far away, but let's just play with it a little bit. And that might look so different in different people's lives, right? For, for a lot of people, it's like being an artist when your whole family is doctors. For some people, it is um, deciding that you don't care about being an influencer. For some people, it is getting 90% into a degree only to really finally face up that it hasn't let you up for a long time and you actually sticking it out and doing three more months of it versus just going off and doing your own thing is something else. Like those are the granular ways that we are making things more normal, right? Because if tons of people become okay, not doing what their parents are doing, then that becomes the norm. And then it's easy for someone else, the next person to go, oh yeah, that happens all the time. Of course, that's a no brainer. It's no longer a struggle, right? Um, In the same way that people coming out um, has made it more normal now for people to come out. That's freaking left of center. That's different. That's new paradigm. That's creating a different norm in the world that other people can witness and easily fall into because they've seen it grooved. And so if you groove your new path in the little tiniest ways that you can at the level that feels comfortable, at the pace that feels comfortable, that's how you and all of us are needed to create this new norm because no one is going to reinvent the wheel across all vectors of life, right? Some people are going to create it with changing religion. Some people are going to create it with marrying someone that they never thought they'd marry or not marrying at all or never having kids or whatever. And we need enough numbers doing all these things so that, you know, again, no one is supposed to have the Messiah complex. There has to be numbers of us saying, oh, people do this all the time. And if you get to be one of those people that does it all the time, you've contributed to a new norm. And so, I think it's important for people to know to take the pressure off themselves that they don't have to like carry the whole weight of changing the world on their shoulders, but you have to change your world. And that is on your shoulders. What you're saying as you're saying this, this is kind of what I'm imagining is that it's almost like we're coming from a world where, you know, for example, someone leaves their graduation and their university graduation and there's about, you know, I imagine like five not there's more than five, but these like direct paths that you can go down and we're, we've been taught, you know, we're supposed to just choose one of those paths and just go there. But you say, even if you just kind of groove left of center, that in and of itself is shifting the possibility of not going in this direct line, but kind of doing your own sort of left of center way of doing that thing. And then someone else is going to do their right of center way of doing that thing. And someone's going to go down the straight line a little bit more than then they're going to go left of center. And then we're kind of creating this, you know, giant, all these roots, like a tree roots, just like spreading out rather than creating these paths. And you, you say grooves when you're saying grooves, you're saying, you know, paths that have been laid out ahead of you, you're grooving a different groove. And if you just do like your little piece you're creating a world of a million different possibilities for all of us. Exactly. And then the probability tree just expands exponentially. And so then the person who's starting off can go, oh, I have this option available, this option, this option, this option. And all these people are thriving, doing all these different things. So that means I could do so many of these things and thrive and not be shit scared if I, you know, try something a slightly different way. 
Um, and I just think that that world and living your life to make more of that world possible is just such a promising, exciting world to live in compared to the one that is so um, prescripted and laid out for us. <laughs> 